This is Dr. Michael Greenberg, host of Second Opinion, a new show dedicated to you, our listeners, especially the ones who talk back to the radio and would really like a chance to express your thoughts on the air. We've been filling the airwaves with cutting-edge medical programming, and we know that not only our guests, but you, our listeners, have insights you can share with your colleagues. Reach MDXM 157 wants to get a second opinion from you. Oh, the greatest problems facing healthcare today? The government reduces Medicare payments, and my overhead continues to grow. My own medical care? I get my checkups in the doctor's lounge. I'm too busy to schedule a physical. Second opinion is a new regular feature on Reach MDXM, dedicated to our listeners who have something to say. Listeners like you. We make pharmaceutical reps sign up for assigned times. We don't want six or seven to show up at once and fill the waiting room seats that our patients need. You listen to our hosts and guests. Now it's your turn. Write to us at secondopinion at reachmd.com. We'll keep the topics interesting. You keep the insights coming. We want a second opinion. It's time to hear what you have to say. Coming up next, focus on medical education, part of this month's featured series on ReachMD XM 157. The challenges of medical training and of writing about them. You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Gary Cohn. And joining me is Dr. Sandeep Johar, Director of the Heart Failure Program at Long Island Jewish Medical Center in New York. Dr. Johar is a physicist, cardiologist, a medical writer for the New York Times, and author of a new book, Intern, A Doctor's Initiation. We're going to be talking about that new book today. And welcome, Dr. Johar. Thanks for spending some time with us. Thanks for having me. Before we chat about the book, could you tell us a little bit about your own background and how you got from uh, what I see as a physics background to that of medicine? Sure. Well, I grew up in an immigrant Indian family. My parents always wanted me and my brother to become doctors. They had moved to the U.S. in 1977, mainly to advance my father's scientific career. You know, I had to experience a lot of sort of cultural shock, financial hardships, and they viewed medicine as a career, you know, not only of tangible purpose, but also one that provided financial security. So my brother always knew he wanted to be a doctor, but I was really more interested in other things. I had sort of very wide interests, but I ended up going to Berkeley and studied physics. I stayed on at Berkeley for graduate school, and sort of midway through graduate school, a friend of mine had developed a serious illness, and that's when I started examining the idea of going into medicine. And that was sort of around the same time that I actually got started thinking about writing and got into journalism. Wow, that's quite a shift. When you were writing this book, who were you thinking about as your potential audience? Were you writing to other interns? Were you writing to future patients, other docs? Were you writing for yourself? What were you thinking? In some sense, all of the above. I mean, <laughs> I, I really wanted to record a history of my apprenticeship because I told all these stories to families and friends, and I really wanted to put them down. I also wanted to communicate to future doctors the way that I really see the profession. You know, there's this sort of popular cultural representation of medicine as this field that, you know, is sort of whole and one that finds answers. The reality is that medicine is a very uncertain field. Uh, There's a lot that we don't know, and doctors are very fallible, and very often we don't see that, you know, in for example, in a doctor house, we see his fallibility sort of on the personal level, but we don't see his diagnostic fallibility so much. And I wanted to present medicine the way that I see it. So it was 
partly for medical students who are graduating or going into the profession, for college students who are entertaining the idea of going into medicine, mm-hmm. and also for doctors you know, who have been through it. Uh, I can't tell you how many doctors have written me or called me and said, you know, this is exactly what I experienced. And there's a sort of authenticity in the book about the internship experience that is very valuable. I also aimed it to the general audience, to you know, people who like to read memoir, and to patients. Because I think that when patients see what medicine really is, I think they'll be empowered mm. to ask questions in the hospital, to advocate for themselves. Some people have worried uh, and have communicated to me that the patients will be afraid of being in the hospital, but mm-hmm. I don't see it that way. I think that when they see the way medicine really works, that they'll be empowered to ask questions and really demand more of their doctors from a sort of communication standpoint. Sandeep, I'm fascinated by the concept that during a busy internship or during a busy practice later on, you were able to write a book. How did you do that? Did you actually start writing during your internship? Did you write it 10 years later? What's the mechanics of this? I started writing during internship, but I wrote the book many years after my internship. I see. Uh, I started writing the book in 2004 and finished it in middle of 2006. So it took me about two and a half years to write the book. Mm-hmm. I started writing during internship for the New York Times. And the way that happened is when I was in graduate school and was planning on applying to medical school, you know, one of the attractions for me was that doctors can have more of a, of a public forum for their ideas than physicists. And uh, I was always very interested in writing. So for the summer before I went to medical school at, at Washington University in St. Louis, I applied for a science journalism fellowship, and I, I got the fellowship. I went to Time Magazine in Washington, D.C., and at the end of the summer, as I was packing up to move to St. Louis, I asked the Washington bureau chief if he could give me some names of journalists I could call on in the future. So he gave me some names of you know, people at the Miami Herald and the the Tampa Tribune and the San Jose Mercury News. And I said, that's all fine, but what about the New York Times? And, you know, he had a name of someone at the Times. So when I did end up going to St. Louis and I was in medical school, I I placed a call to the editor at the New York Times. And very fortunately, it turned out he was from St. Louis. And we had a nice chat about St. Louis. And he said, you know, next time you're in New York, give me a call and we'll have a coffee and chat about your career. So I got off the phone with him, booked a flight to New York. You were motivated, huh? Exactly. And I visited him at the New York Times, and he introduced me to a medical writer at the Times. And she encouraged me to go back to medical school, but do an internship, a journalism internship during medical school if I had the time. And and I was very motivated to really start a writing career also. So I actually did an internship at the St. Louis Post-Dispatch during my second year of medical school. Do you think that writing helps you in being a physician and vice versa? Definitely my doctoring helps my writing because I I write about being a doctor. Mm. So that's essential. Does writing help one as a doctor? I don't know. For me, it allows me to go deeper into topics that interest me. And in that sense, it helps me. But I think that we have to be a little wary of having too many split interests and also functioning in medicine. So I spend most of my time doing medicine, and I spend a very small percentage of my time in the hospital doing writing, and uh, I spend a significant amount of my free time outside the hospital doing writing. 
but it's hard to say. You know, I think it's just it's a question of balance. If one can do one's interest, one's hobby, without interfering too much with the main focus of one's professional life, in my case, it's medicine, it's patient care, then I think it's fine. You know, you have to be careful that the avocation doesn't sort of overwhelm you. But, you know, having said that, I would tell you that I speak to doctors all the time about this, and very often many of them ask me, well, you know, how do you find time to write? But they're some of the same people who have very involved hobbies themselves. You know, some spend an inordinate amount of time doing very intricate shipbuilding, mm-hmm. reading, spending, you know, time on the golf course. Uh, right. You know, there's, right. so, you know, it's just whatever. But I think most doctors are looking for balance in their lives. And for most doctors, you know, just the professional aspects of patient care is not sustaining in and of itself. They do need something else. You write uh, in your book a lot about your own ambivalence, questioning of some of the tenets of medicine that you're beginning to learn, and questioning the psychosocial deficiencies in the system. Does your writing today still reflect that? Do you still feel those ways? Are those things you feel compelled to write about? A lot of what I wrote as an intern and resident reflected my innocence, my naivete. Hopefully I've retained some of that. And so I do continue to write about how I think that in many ways we inadvertently mistreat patients by not communicating with them, by not really paying attention to their needs as whole people, their psychosocial needs and so on. But, you know, I'd say in recent years my interests have changed somewhat and I'm exploring more the problems of medical practice and some of the stresses on doctors from malpractice, from insurance companies, uh, from some of the financial pressures. So, you know, things do change, but I still feel very strongly that in many ways, you know, the profession does let patients down, and we need, need to do a lot more than we are doing. Have any of your patients come to you and say, I've read your book, and have you gotten feedback from your own patients? Yeah, just two days ago, a patient of mine came into the office. He wanted his book signed and he said, you know, <laughs> I'm surprised you still have a job. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, well, if you were my employee, I would have fired you. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? He said, well, you sort of exposed everything. I think that, you know, I've been very gratified that my colleagues have been very supportive of me and my writing. I think it's twofold. You know, one is that many of them see the truth in what I've been writing about and trying to convey you know, about the profession, about some of its inadequacies. And then I think in addition to that, the fact is that when I do write in the book about fallibility, it's usually my own as an intern making mistakes. And so, you know, I'm not really interested in pointing the finger at people. It's really at myself and, and really at the system. And I think most doctors can relate to that. Sandeep, I uh, appreciate your sharing some of your not only thoughts, but processes with us. We've probably got a lot of budding writers out there as well. My thanks to Dr. Sandeep Johar for being our guest. We've been talking about his new book, Intern, A Doctor's Initiation. I'm Dr. Gary Cohn. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on Reach MD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To comment or listen to our full library of podcasts, visit us at reachmd.com. Register with promo code RADIO and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. Thank you for listening. Tune in each hour for the ReachMD feature series, Focus on Medical Education. 
We thank you for listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Here is a sample of the great shows airing this week. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg. Join me this week with my guest, Dr. Kathy Kemper, for an in-depth discussion of gaining an education in complementary, holistic, and integrative medicine. This is Susan Dolan. Join me this week when my guest will be Dr. Judith A. Pace of Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine in Chicago, Illinois, discussing her research regarding palliative and hospice care in the medical and nursing curricula. And this is Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill. This week we will be speaking with Dr. Javed Farid at Loyola University Chicago Stritch School of Medicine. We will be talking about recent concerns regarding heparin contamination. Thank you for listening to ReachMD XM157, where we change topics every 15 minutes. For our complete weekly guest and program guide, visit us at ReachMD.com.